Hello and welcome to the Bible with Megan podcast. My name is Megan and here I talk about the Bible. There are two types of episode in this podcast. The first is where I look at wider themes about the Bible within the Bible, questions about how we should study the Bible and how it relates to our world. The second type of episode are just Bible studies and each week I'll go chronologically through a book of the Bible. The Bible is such a beautiful book and such an incredible gift that we have been given by God and I just hope that in this podcast you will learn to love studying it even more and that it will strengthen your faith. So let's get on with today's episode. Hello, it's Saturday again. I'm back with another episode of the Bible with Megan podcast. If you follow me on Instagram or if you're on the Facebook group, um, you would have seen that last week myself and Zion were away helping at a youth camp. Um, So I haven't done episodes the last two weeks because of that. Uh, It was really good. Thank you for those who prayed for it. Um, I think the kids when they first arrived were a little bit kind of not wanting to engage but by the end that last night with them all was amazing uh they just totally kind of all of that was was taken off and um were responding to god experiencing the holy spirit um and then they shared the testimonies at the end of the week and some of the stuff that they'd learned like it looked like they had had straight faces the whole time but they'd learned so much more about god and his word and and everything so it was a really great time um, we're so glad we went, but we are knackered now. <laughs> so tired. We drove six hours there and back um, to get there. And then, you know, it's it's a busy week, isn't it, doing these youth camps? They're always so good, though. And I was so thankful for them growing up. So it's great to go and kind of um, give back to the younger generation now in that way. Um, I was meant to be doing the next instalment in the Revelation series this Saturday. However, because I've been tired, I haven't really had the energy to do the research I need to do. Um, we're going to be looking at the 144,000 um, in Revelation, I think it's seven. Um, and yeah, what I want to do with that is take you through kind of the main different ideas about what that could mean, the main interpretations. Um, and I just need to go through it a bit more thoroughly so I can try and communicate it all in the best way because some of it's quite... Um, I don't know what's the way to put it it's quite detailed uh, some of the stuff we need but you kind of need to know those details in order to understand those different interpretations if that makes sense so next week we'll be doing that this week I'm going to carve out some time to sit down do that properly get my notes together and hopefully my brain will be a little bit more in gear this coming week than it's been this week Um, but what I want to do today is just take you through a quick bible study which is a bible study I actually did with one of the kids at the camp well, she was a young lady, really, rather than a kid. Um, but she asked me to pray for her about something. Um, and just before she did so, God was just sort of taking me through this scripture. Holy Spirit kind of led me to this scripture and uh, reminded me of something that I've done for a couple of years now. Um, when temptation comes about or when I hear a kind of voice um, that isn't um, God telling me about who I am if that's false so I just want to go through Matthew 4 and then talk about that practice that I do that's really helped me in overcoming temptation and in resisting the voice of the enemy um, which I think are kind of one of the same thing most of the time 
So I'm just going to read through Matthew 4 verses 1 through to 11. This is the ESV translation. But if you want to follow along, whatever translation you've got to hand is great. So this is the temptation of Jesus. Just after he's been baptised, he's led out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, if you remember back to the episode I did with uh, my husband Zion about... um, the atonement about what happened when Jesus died and we, he kind of took us through the the Old Testament setup for that. He talks about the wilderness as being a place in the ancient mind that was associated with where, uh, like, the demonic dwelt, where evil lived. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to that, it might give you a little bit more context for that element of this, this passage. Um, but Jesus is, after he's been baptised, uh, goes into the wilderness. This is verse 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And when the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written he will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give to you, if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. So the first point I want to pull out here that we see from this passage is what I was speaking to this girl about, is how temptation itself isn't a sin. It's how we respond to it. I think sometimes we get this mixed up as Christians. We'll have a thought that comes into our mind that is likely to be the enemy trying to tempt us into sin. Um, Something in your head can say, oh, you know, didn't that really irritate you when that person was doing that? Or, um, oh, you know, just just trying to get us to turn against each other, to turn against other people. Or, or maybe something like, oh yeah, you know, God says don't do this thing in the Bible, but he, this is a different circumstance, you know, he'll understand, it's just a different thing, you're always going to make mistakes. It's like these thoughts that come into our mind that are the enemy trying to whisper in our ear i guess and trying to tempt us into sin now having those thoughts cross your mind are not sinful in themselves we can see here jesus who was perfect who never ever sinned who never ever sinned um lived totally in righteousness he's getting the devil coming to him and saying oh well you can do this stuff can't you can't you do this um and promising him all these things as well if he turns away from God. And Jesus is tempted in this way. So if Jesus is tempted in this way, it, it can't be sin. Because Jesus was completely sinless. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's just something to remember. It's how we respond to that that becomes a problem. It's whether we respond and we give in to it, that's when it becomes sin. 
the enemy tries to draw us into it. It's why in the Bible we, we're told to resist the devil and he will flee from us. If we're not resisting him, um, he won't flee. We've, we've got to be aware that he might be up to stuff and being ready to resist. Um, and how do we do that? Well, what we see Jesus doing here is a really good indication of something that we can do to resist the devil. And this is what I've been doing um, for a few years now. And I can say it really does work. It really does stop those thoughts and temptations kind of festering and, and, and building up. Um, it puts them to silence pretty much straight away. And what Jesus does is when the devil says something to him, like, if you are the son of God, um, command these stones to become loaves of bread. What he does in response is he speaks scripture. He says, it is written. And that's not just like someone's just written this down somewhere. He's talking about the Old Testament. He's talking about the inspired word of God. Um, and he says the scripture to the devil. And the devil then moves on and tries something different. And this is something I've actually been been doing um over the last few years i had a preacher specifically talking about this um who i really respect a guy called dan moller um and he kind of acts it out in this really funny little skit with the devil kind of creeping up on somebody and stuff but but his whole kind of point comes from this passage um firstly that we don't need to necessarily kind of um focus on the devil here we focus on what is true we don't have to focus on the lie that the devil is speaking us and kind of um, telling that to leave even. It's, it's just like we're focusing on what's true. We, we fight the lives with the truth. And what Jesus is doing here is the devil's kind of bringing him this temptation, this lie, um, wanting him to believe it and give in to it. And he fights back with the word of God that is truth. Um, he quotes it and says it out loud. So this is something that I do when these thoughts and temptations come into my head. Um, I will speak out loud um, scripture. And if there's other people around and I kind of think I'm a little bit crazy, I will say it in my head or I'll just say it quietly or something like that. Um, but it's just that establishing of like, no, this this is what's true. This is what is true. Um about that this is what god says about me this is what i'm following um and if i can't think of anything specific in the moment for that specific temptation i'll just say something about god about who jesus is i just thank god for what he's done um and and just say something from the bible about who god is and who jesus is and, and all the amazing things that that means for me as someone who has been given new life through him and by his blood um and it really does, it, it shuts the enemy up. It really does. That temptation just tends to go. But interestingly, let's look at verse 5 and on there. Because what happens after Jesus does that is the devil tries to tempt him again. And he says, if you throw yourself down, um, won't won't angels catch you, basically, from from the pinnacle of the temple it, it seems like from the from the rest of the passage that this is kind of a vision that he's giving Jesus of the temple. Um but but he then quotes scriptures to Jesus and says, well, it says he will command his angels concerning you. And and it also says, on their hands, they will bear you up. So the devil is now quoting scriptures to Jesus. It's like, how does this work? But this is just showing us why we really need to know our Bibles well. Because anyone can use the Bible to back up their argument. 
Just because somebody whacks a Bible verse into what they're saying doesn't mean that that's actually what the Bible verse is, is trying to say. Every time someone uses a Bible verse, I'm just going to encourage you just to look it up. Literally just read the passage, the little bit before it and the little bit after it, and just see, okay, is the way that that person is using it in their argument actually making sense in terms of the context of this verse? You don't even need to do massive study. Does it just make sense within the paragraph it's in or the book it's in? Um, People use the Bible for all sorts of stuff. You know, the Nazis would use the Bible verses to back up their cause. People use Bible verses to back up... um, slavery in in america like it's it's just because someone says something from the bible doesn't mean they're using it correctly and we see that here the devil himself is quoting the bible at jesus but jesus knows that the way he's saying this isn't isn't the right way we've got to know our scripture we've got to know what it says we need to know the bible um so when these false arguments come up and try to tempt us into another way of believing that is actually against the Bible, we, we can recognise it. Uh, a big one, um, you know, with people taking things out of context is starting in the middle of a sentence. There's a really easy one you can flag up if someone says something. Look up the verse. Are they starting in the middle of a sentence? Because that, that's not very helpful. Um, you can easily change the meaning of a sentence if you miss out half of it. But Jesus responds and says, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus knows what the um, what the scriptures are actually teaching. He's not going to be fooled by these other ways that the enemy is kind of twisting words to kind of fit what he wants. He says, no, you, you don't put the Lord your God to the test. Um, he knows he knows his Old Testament. Of course he does. But this is showing us that if we know the word this well, if we just let it into our hearts and our minds, when this temptation comes, the fact that the the word is just living inside of us is our greatest defence. You know, because this lie, this temptation will come and it's like so glaringly obvious because it's so anti the word of God that is not only in our hands in book form but is written on our hearts it's so important that we take time to study the word of god to learn it to to know it um for it to become not just a exercise or a devotional but something we live by you know jesus could have probably just zapped the devil like for want of better language we see him in the gospels doing all these incredible miracles he casts out demons he sends them all away but what he chooses to do here is to defeat lies with truth. To defeat lies with truth. And and Satan can't stand against that. And he does tell Satan to leave at the end when Satan says, well, why don't you worship me? I can give you all this stuff. He tempts him now by saying, I can give you all, all the desires that you ever want. And Jesus says, no, be gone. Just go. And then he finishes by again quoting scripture, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and only him shall you serve. And the devil does leave. Um, And then angels actually begin to minister to Jesus um, instead of the devil tempting him. And so what I was then just praying for with this girl as, as she came to ask me to pray with her was just to go over this and just, you know, pray that the word as she studied it and got to know it well you could tell she was someone who really loved studying the bible and was really passionate about starting to understand it more just that it will be written on her heart and that every time 
that these these lies about who she was came she'd be able just to say what god says um and i encouraged her to say out loud and i told her how that works for me um and and hopefully that's something she will take on board but i hope that might encourage you as well this week you know learning our bibles isn't just an academic exercise it isn't just something to show off with um these words on those pages really do give us life they really do give us the meaning for everything that we do there's something that supernatural happens when we read the bible i'm entirely convinced of that because we're letting god's truth into our minds and into our hearts as we dwell upon it um and that transforms us and changes us the holy spirit is at work when we study the word and it equips us for when we come up against um temptation it equips us to not fall into sin but to resist the devil and in the book of revelation and i'll get into this in the revelation series but one of my favorite parts in the book of revelation is when jesus is described as having his sword coming out of his mouth because what his weapon is is the word of god the sword is coming out of his mouth it's the truth of who god is and and that being articulated that is his weapon and it's just it's just amazing isn't it and that's our weapon too we overcome by the power um by the word of god and and the power of our testimony and so by understanding learning studying the bible and by knowing how the truth of what that says changes our lives gives us new life completely transforms us um yeah yeah i just really hope that blesses you this week i just really felt to share it i'll be back next saturday doing the next revelation episode hopefully ah please pray i get the time to sit down and do that research because i'm really excited about the episode but i want to make sure i do it well um so god bless you all and i'm just going to pray before i finish up so lord thank you for the gift of your word thank you for the gift of the bible thank you that you literally hand it to us um as a book that we didn't have to to search for it lord it's just right there in front of us lord give us the time just to open it and know it and learn it well whatever that looks like for us whether that's having an audio bible um while we do our washing up and just listening to chunks of scripture so it just comes into our heads or whether that's memorizing parts whether that's sitting down and and listening to resources that will help us study and understand and going through it slowly whether that's studying together in groups or or some of all of them lord i just i just pray for the person that is listening that faces these temptations and lies that that lord you would you would give them the ability to know your word well give them the confidence and passion and ambition to know your word well lord um not expecting it just to fall into place a little bit but to have that 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 gusto for it to want to be in your word because they know that it's something that will hold them close to you and uh in your truth and lord i just pray against any schemes of the enemy um around these people listening lord i just pray any lies that have taken hold in them any temptations that have taken hold in them god that you'd bring that to light that you would convict them of it through your holy spirit and you would show them in your word what is actually true about them um as they live in you as they live covered by your blood lord may they see that may they know that help us lord to resist the devil help us to resist the devil may we know evermore the word that you give us may it be written on our hearts 
thank you your holy spirit dwells inside of us and and enables us to do this and thank you for your example jesus of how to respond to temptation um may we know that the one that lives inside of us is greater than the one in the world and may we know the truth that you've given us lord through your bible um in jesus name amen Thank you so so much for joining me for today's podcast if you have five minutes to leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on that would be really really helpful and it would help more people like us who might enjoy studying the bible to find the podcast and to join us in our journey if you'd like to support me in making this podcast financially you can use the buy me a coffee link that is in the show notes to just donate a little bit towards making these resources you can also follow me over on instagram at bible with megan or one word where i update everything that's going on and have content on there as well so i really look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the bible with megan podcast